Brandy Glanville and Andy Cohen's text messages have just been leaked to the Daily Mail and they've got the internet on fire. We also have a new lawsuit from Liam McSweeney. And like Raquel Levis, I spent the night with Tom Sandoval. Get ready. Let's get into it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Welcome on in, everybody. We have a jam-packed show. We're going to be talking all about the Brandy Glanville allegations against Andy Cohen. Leah McSweeney from Real Housewives of New York is now also coming out. She has a new lawsuit that was just filed. Um... I have lots of feelings, and to help me break it all down, though, you may remember him from TMZ. He is now the host of the Hollywood Raw podcast. Please welcome back to No Filter, Dax Holt. How are you? <laughs> I realize you've been on the show I'm before. Good. You've been on the show before. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. You know, I love this stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah. Well, I mean, last time when we were chatting, we were talking about all the charmed drama with Alyssa Milano and Shannon. Dor- are you team Phoebe or are you team Prue? That's the real question. Uh, Prue, always Prue. Prue. I, I'm a big Shannon. I love Shannon Doherty, though. I yeah. love her. I, uh, been a big fan for many years, even though there's been so much drama surrounding her life. I feel like she's just one of those misunderstood people in Hollywood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I also, um, I love Holly Marie Combs. And, and so like, that's a hot take. I've hung out with, I, I've hung out with all of them. I, 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 I just enjoy them. I don't know. Maybe what, what, whose team are you on here? I don't know. I think they probably, listen, I think it was, Early 2000s, both, you know, young women in their 20s, early 30s. Um, I think tabloids pit them against each other. I think producers pit them against each other. I think they probably both had a bit of an ego being bigger names than Holly on set that I think they just didn't get along. And I think they both contributed to that. Um, Unfortunately, Alyssa was smarter. She got her lawyer involved, built a case against Shannon, and the network was kind of backed into a corner and didn't really have a choice in terms of who to let go because there was no case against Alyssa. Yep. Yeah. Danny says I she mean... loves your podcast, Dax. Oh, well, thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. Big Thank fan. You. Um, so I spent the night, well, sort of. I saw Tom Sandoval last night. I was at Schwartz and Sandy's. <laughs> How's Tom doing? He's doing amazing. Um, no, Schwartz was, uh, uh, they're hosting it. They do, I guess, watch parties at Schwartz and Sandy's on Tuesday. Um, so I went on Tuesday night. So I went last night just to like have a bite, have a drink, whatever. Um, saw Schwartz and then I saw two other guys that I had met through Sheena when she had her live podcast at the Bourbon Room back in August Kyle Chan who's on he like makes cameos on Vanderpump this season and then their friend Tyler um who I've met a a few times now and um as I was leaving because I left early as the show started I went to go say bye to Kyle and Tyler and the guy standing next to them, I was like, this guy looks like Tom Sandoval. But I was like, there's no way Tom Sandoval is going to be at, like, especially after the New York Times piece just came out. Like, there's no way he's just casually hanging out at Schwartz and Sandy's. So as I'm saying bye to them, I turn and he's like, hi. And I was like, oh, my God, hi. I was like, I haven't seen you in a while. And he's just, I was like, how are you? And he's like, good, how are you? And I was like, good. I was like, oh, I, it was just the most awkward. I haven't seen him in years <laughs> Um, since yeah. he did my bourbon room show, like back in 2022 that I was just like 
so taken aback that he was just chilling at Schwartz and Sandy's, just like hanging. He didn't even have a table. Yeah, it's listen. It's it's good PR because if people are going to see him, people are going to talk about him. Like as people, we are. What I don't think, what I don't think, the public realizes is that a lot of the stuff people like understand the dynamics of what's going to get them press, what's going yeah. to be all over the news. Like even let's let's do like the Drake situation. Him giving out a hundred thousand dollars to the um, the person who had just completed chemo. Yeah, he's doing it on stage. I. Listen, amazing. I love every moment of it. But I would say the behind the scenes of it is it's a public gesture yeah. because there is press now going to be covering it to show what a nice guy he it is. You know, it wasn't done behind the scenes, which, again, good for him. I you know, it's just it's all calculated. It is. How do you think Sandoval cleans up this PR mess after comparing himself to or comparing the scandal to like OJ and George Floyd? Yeah, that was a big mess up. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, I was really surprised to just see him casually hanging out. And I was like, nobody was you know talking to him. Nobody was talking to him. Zach, like so many people were actually telling me that this season of Vanderpump Rules, they were starting to like, like him again. Because yeah. they were seeing the other side. The they were seeing side. the, yeah, just kind of like the bigger picture. And felt like maybe some of the the moves that Ariana was doing were a little just, you know, vindictive and maybe weren't necessary. And so people started to tell me, I, I kind of I'm starting to feel for him. And then this happened and I'm like, and he just lost all good graces that anyone had for him. Dax, you know, especially somebody after the Scandaval situation, you know, him and his team were so excited about this New York Times you know, feature piece, all interviewing him. He was like, this is my moment. I'm going to come back. Like, the, they're going to fall in love with me again. Like, he was so amped and ready for this. And I don't know if you read the actual article, but the reporter was so shady towards him. Um, and his 23-year-old fangirl publicist, I was, <laughs> I, it was comical. It was a great article. But it's funny because when you start to, like, really think about it, you're like, Okay, I could see where he, like, in his mind yeah. was trying to go with this in regards to just the mass hysteria around a news story and how it can completely transform your life and people fixate on it. Yeah. But, like, it was worded so poorly that, that it disrupted the whole thing. And I think people love to hate on Tom, which yeah. is partly the reason that he is as famous as he is right now because – when you have someone that you love or hate, it's a really good dynamic. It's like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You love or you hate her. There's no real in-between road for her. And that's what keeps some of these stars relevant. Kim Kardashian, I mean, Paris Hilton, you know, played into that. Snooki played into that. There's a lot of people that don't realize the power of also hating a person makes them crazy famous. Yeah, because then they just can't stop talking about you. Yep. Exactly. Okay, but two exactly. people that I think are not very well loved at the moment, especially on the internet. Um, curious what your thoughts are. But first up, Brandy Glanville, she sent a letter. Her attorney sent a letter to NBC, Bravo, Andy, all the affiliated networks, um, claiming that Brandy feels sexually harassed by Andy based off of a text message, a video that she received back in 2022 where she claims that he wanted to engage in a threesome with her and another Bravo celebrity. The Bravo celebrity is now known as Kate Chastain, and the Daily Mail has the exact text exchange, which I will read for everybody. Um, 
So in the video that Andy sent to Brandy, he says, Hey, Brandy, what's up, girl? We're just thinking about you. So yeah, me and Kate are going to have some hot sex and wanted to know if you wanted to watch, you know, a little menage a trois. And then Kate Chastain's in the background. They're laughing. She says, yeah. And Andy says, so FaceTime is back. Okay, girl, love you. And Kate Chastain says, love you, bitch. And then Brandy Glanville responds, I will bring my hot dildo. Thoughts, reaction. So this is the exchange that was leaked to the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail also said that this source claims that NBC has no interest in working with Brandy further, which leads me to assume you obviously know the media very well. Leads me to assume that this leak came from either Andy Cohen or somebody affiliated with NBC to show that the text messages were in jest. He did issue a public apology last week on, I believe, Twitter. Um, She... Brandy has came out and tweeted that he has not apologized to her personally. To me, it sounds like I don't think she really feels like he was sexually harassing her as much as I feel like she's trying to make a point and make a statement that the accusations that Caroline Manzo has made against her are um, egregious and ridiculous. And so she just wants to point out that anybody can cl- can take any little piece of information and twisted into a case of sexual harassment. And so she's using this against Andy Cohen to show how easily it is to do this. All right. So Zach, tell me one thing. What are your thoughts on Brandy as a whole? Push aside this. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on her in general. See, I enjoyed Brandy on television. I loved her on Ultimate Girls Trip, loved her on um, Housewives. I think she's very messy. I think she's very provocative. I think she likes attention. Um, and, you know, also after her divorce from Eddie, I think she de- she tends to lean into this victimhood. Um, but very messy and very provocative. Agreed, which I love. Um, yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> great for reality television. Listen, she Eric, yeah. is. She is great for reality television. She's great for entertainment purposes. Um, one thing I do like about Brandy is I do feel like she doesn't have that filter right. um, where a lot of people would back down from either talking crap on other Real Housewives or other people in media. She never seems to have that like fear bone in her body. Um, you know, we we had her on the podcast once and she started talking about this hidden closet that Vanderpump has where it's it's a closet full of all these like real furs and stuff. And again, I'm like, Brandy, why, why are you telling us this right now? <laughs> like, this is going to get you in a lot of trouble. And um, and she, she just doesn't care. Yeah. And that's one thing that I do find refreshing about her, whether you love or hate her. There is that no F's given, which is kind of nice. Uh, in this situation, I think you're right. I think it's just to prove a point. Because, like, yeah, Andy Cohen saying that he wants to have a threesome with her, uh, you know. Like, with Kate Chester. Like, uh, Andy Cohen is clearly a gay man that has no interest in having sex with Brandy or Kate Chastain. He's been very clear that he's a gold star gay. For people that don't know what that means, it means he's never had sex with a woman. Um, I don't think he had any interest in having sex with Brandy, nor do I feel like Brandy felt, because people are like, well, Brandy reacted that way because she was afraid of losing her job. He's her employee. First of all, Andy Cohen and Brandy Glenn 
Glanville are more, at this point, have become more of colleagues. Andy Cohen has become more of a figurehead for the network more than he is the absolute boss. Brandy is not Andy Cohen's employee, you know? So their relationship is very different. This is also something that happened. It's a text exchange from 2022, where two years later, this is after the fallout from Ultimate Girls Trip, um, Morocco, that I just, I think she's trying to make a statement rather than she feels genuinely harassed by Andy Cohen. Yeah. And I, I, I think she knows at this point, she's not getting invited back on yeah. any Bravo show. She's any just going to burn it all to like the that. ground now. Might as well get some more press out yeah. of the whole situation. And I think she, she is smart with that regards keeping her name in the news. Cause it's very hard to keep your name relevant when you don't have an active television show or something going on. You have to kind of, come up with ways to keep people talking about you. And this is a smart way to get people to talk about you. I am all for the Hollywood hustle and the the things people do to stay relevant. Like that's, I've always said that I look at the Kardashians, what they have built is unbelievable because to stay this relevant and famous for so many years is not an easy job. No, I mean, they've been doing it for well over a decade now. How long? It's been, what, 20, almost 20 years? Yeah, it's like 20 years, two decades at this point. And they're still at the height of it. They continue to to reach new heights with their fame, the Kardashians. Like, how? Like, how do people continue to have these types of storylines in their life? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about all the different scenarios that we have covered for the last 20 years and then you go, how do they keep having new stuff, interesting stuff that keep, keep people entertained? Well, I think it's because they just lean it. They don't run away. Whereas I feel like the bigger a celebrity will become, the more they try to avoid scandal and the more they try to keep their life squeaky clean. Whereas the Kardashians, I'm sure people go through shit like crazy shit like this all the time. The Kardashians are just willing to lean into it and exploit it and, and allow stories to continue to build from it. But you, like the major plot points, I mean, you think back of, you know, Kim's marriages, you think of Lamar, you think of Caitlin. Caitlin. I mean, all of it. <laughs> you can't, you could not script a crazier show. And this is their truth. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of things that aren't as big as that are put into some t- type of script for them. But I mean, the bigger plot points, you, you know, you're not making that up. No, I mean, there's no, I mean, listen, Caitlyn was not a storyline. Caitlyn is now Caitlyn. I mean, or Lamar, you know, his overdose, like the drugs, like Chloe beating up a hooker in the hotel room. Like those were good times. That's some, that's some reality show gold right there. That was great. I can't believe we talked about that in her book. I remember commenting on that and she responded and she's like, LOL, what a throwback. I can't believe you remembered that. And I was like, yeah, how, how do I forget <laughs> you beating up a hooker in a hotel room? Um, so true okay well let's talk about leah mcsweeney because she's also now wanting to sue bravo or well she actually has filed lawsuits that's one thing that people are confused people think that brandy is suing andy and nbc as of right now i believe the only thing that's been sent is a letter i'm not even sure if it's a letter of intent um but these are just accusations that her attorney has presented to the network in a letter probably presumably Settlement or, like you said, possibly even just relevance. But Leah McSweeney, on the other hand, is actually suing the network. And her her claims are a little more interesting. We'll get into it in just a second. But really quickly, 
I do want to remind everybody that even though the new year has gotten off to a strong start, that doesn't mean that you can't still start making healthier choices. And Factor is here to help take out some of the guesswork. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packs packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. I just got off their keto plan and it was delicious. So go and give them a try. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can put it on pause like Dorinda anytime you need to or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Factory meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and use code nofilter50 to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com slash nofilter50 to rack in that 50%. And I know that January is come and gone, and now February is come and gone, but it's not too late to start your New Year's resolutions. And I'm not talking about getting tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salads, but here's one that'll stick. And that's smelling better naked. Thanks to our sponsor, Lumi, you can smell good with or without clothes all year long. Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your pits, but also on your feet, your privates, and everywhere else you get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long, all thanks to their one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they've got over 200 75,000 reviews to show for it. I've got my Lumi deodorant on right now. I'm smelling delicious. I'm looking like a snack. I'm smelling like a snack. Trust me, when I walk down the street and, you know, I'm here in downtown. So when I'm walking down the street and the homeless people are sniffing me out, I'm like, yeah, hi, I'm single. Make the switch to Lumi and this year will be all about head-to-toe confidence. No salads required. Special offer new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code. Use code NOFILTER at LumiDeodorant.com. Lumi is spelled L-U-M-E. That's LumiDeodorant.com. Use code NOFILTER. All right, let's talk about the Leah McSweeney of it all because she is coming out guns a-blazing, saying that, um, basically saying that Bravo has violated her, um, violated her rights, Dax, um, because she has what she claims, um, let me, the exact term that she uses is she has a disability and her disability is alcohol use disorder. So because Mm -hmm. she is an alcoholic, she claims that Bravo did not create a safe working environment for her disability because there was alcohol provided on the set of The Real Housewives of New York. She also claims that Andy Cohen personally contributes to this toxic work environment because he provides cocaine to his favorite housewives. And as a result of sharing cocaine with his favorite housewives, they also get favorable edits by the network. What are your thoughts against um, Leah McSweeney's uh, claiming that they violated her alcohol use disorder rights? Well, I'll say, damn. I mean, it was the cocaine part that really was like the eye opener, I would say. Like f- fueling sets with alcohol is nothing new. They, yeah. This has been a trick for years and years and years. They do it on, you know, back in the day when they had like the real world 
that's what they do yeah here i'm going to stock the bar i'm going to fill the fridge with booze oh here's a jar full of condoms like let's see what happens like that's that's reality shows so that part i don't find crazy it's the here let me hand you over some coke to make some better tv or you know so i think that again i don't know if this is a publicity issue like stunt um because I'm, I'm not sure how far that will go because i you know I, I think that there is when you sign up to do a reality show there's certain things that you're signing up for and i think making good tv is one of them i mean it's like it's like an amazing race cast member yeah. coming back and being like i have a problem with you know i like to eat and they don't feed me because that's also a known thing on amazing race yeah they don't give their contestants a lot of food because when you're hungry, you get upset, there's drama, there, there's certain things that go on. So I don't know how much of a, a leg she'll have to stand on with, with the other parts of this. Well, Sarah in the live chat makes a good point. She said, how can she prove the Coke stuff? I guess there really is no way to prove that he provides you know, cocaine for his guests. I, I agree with you in the sense that when I first saw the headlines, and the headlines obviously lead with Andy Cohen and the drug use, and I was like, oh, this looks bad. But then when I really looked into the lawsuit, she's really just using Andy Cohen as a reference. And But the mm-hmm. accusation itself that he provides Coke to his favorite housewife and then gives them favorable edits on the show. Like, these are big claims that she can't really prove. And, like, who is he providing this to? Teresa Judice, who would arguably be considered one of the favorites. And you can watch recent seasons of Real Housewives of New Jersey and see she does not get favorable edits. You see her, you know, when they break the fourth wall and she's flipping off the producers and throwing a tantrum and walking off set. Like, I don't know who's getting these favorable edits. I also... Personally, I don't see Andy sitting down in the edit room and going over all of this stuff. Like that just once you are to that level where you're bigger than the show, you're like he's got people that are now dealing with the edits, producers, all of the I doubt he even sees it before before it airs at this point. He's just not in the mix of every single show. It's impossible. That's my thing is it's like people are like, well, Andy's their boss. But like he's just at this point, he's really just become a figurehead for the network. It's like yep. saying, I want to sue the red M&M because that's the prominent M&M when it's like, no, your issue is with the M&M company. Your issue is with NBC Universal, you know? And with Leah's point about the alcohol stuff, I mean, that's like me saying, oh, okay, next time I walk into Whole Foods, they sell alcohol. They have a whole liquor section. Like, that's violating my rights to have access to food <laughs> because they're selling yeah. alcohol and the temptation is right there. How dare they tempt me when I have, what was it, alcohol? use disorder i've never heard the term alcohol use disorder i don't know what that i mean and, and that's the thing the other thing is, again i also i there's i like leah i've i've we've had her on the I podcast i don't like leah i don't like leah i I've, i there's i think that she has also brought a real side yeah and i'm again i'm i never really watched her on real house of new york i um my podcast partner adam he watched he loved her we brought her on she was a really good guest okay so that's what i can say she was a very good guest on our podcast she had lots of interesting things to say she didn't hold back when that's what i like for a guest if they come on and they're not like oh i can't talk about this 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 like she talked about everything um i was going to point out that brandy commented on leah's posts just to bring it back full circle so 
she posted, she said, we are not expendable. We are strong women and even stronger together. Time to take back our power. Here's the thing. So. If these were issues that these women brought up at the time, like Brandy wanted, if they offered Brandy, I mean, prior to these allegations coming out, if they offered Brandy another ultimate girls trip, Brandy would do it in a heartbeat because Brandy had Traders, which is an NBC show. And Brandy had ultimate mm-hmm. girls trip ex-wives club with at Dorinda's, you know, Bluestone Manor season two. So she had those two shows around the time that these alleged text me- or not even alleged text messages, because the text messages are their messages. Um, but at the time that she's claiming that she was sexually harassed by Andy, which was back in 2022, but then she gladly went and signed up for ultimate girls trip, Morocco. She was doing appearances on watch what happens live. Um, she was willing to still work with the network. She wanted to go to the traders reunion, which was hosted by Andy Cohen. Um, so it's she was talking about how when she saw Ramona Singer appear at the Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy launch party that she was like, oh, well, I guess that that means that I should be able to attend the Morocco launch party. <clears throat> so I feel like and same thing with, with Leah McSweeney. We found out because her initial complaint against the network was dismissed because I don't think they considered her disability or her grounds for violating her disability was a strong case. So now she's suing the network. But um, even when she did Bethany's reality reckoning documentary on Hulu and um, did her expose and what that was also, or I think that was the LA times or the New York times when they did that whole reality reckoning article, like none of her claims really stuck. And it all came down to the fact that even after she did real houses of New York, she agreed to do ultimate girls trip season three, because she said that she was promised a spot on the reboot. If she participated and did a good job on ultimate girls trip. So if these environments were so toxic, like these women are now claiming now that they've been fired, then why did they continue to agree to keep taking on new projects rather than leave the network at the time and sue at the time? Because fame and money are more addictive than anything else in this planet. Um, And you see people go back to situations that are not great all the time because they are so sucked in by fame, power, money, all of it. Um, Am I allowed to read one of your comments? Because I thought it was funny. Selena Goring said she should shut her mouth and let time pass. Maybe they would have her back. Now she screwed herself. Yeah. And I think, again, we say that, but if she was a victim uh, or feels like it maybe she, she has the right to be able to express her her hatred towards you know a, sh- a crappy boss here I, don't know. I mean how do you think brandy should have played this because i feel like the network really like just left her out to dry with the caroline manzo accusations mm-hmm. i i think that Unfortunately, she needs to find a, a different act. Like it should, there, she's not in the Real Housewife franchise love circle anymore. So what what does that look like? You know, is that a you go to VH1? <laughs> I don't know, and, yeah. and do a surreal life. But that that also tapers out too. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a big struggle that a lot of these reality stars have is what do I do after my reality fame starts to fade away? How do I Keep going because you know what sucks in Hollywood is being famous and not having any money. Yeah. Because people are going to think that you're rich and you don't have any money because it will eventually dry out. You you can't live this Hollywood lifestyle without 
money flowing in because there's not like the big residuals like you did a movie or an acting series where you know those checks just keep flowing 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 years and years later you do reality it kind of comes and goes and then you have no money at the end of the day yeah i mean i guess her best bet would have really just been leaning into her podcast um because i mean she does with the accusations against her i get it that she becomes a liability to networks in the sense that you know they don't want to open themselves up to any further sexual harassment lawsuits should they hire her in the future so i understand how that prevents her from getting any new shows but that doesn't I mean, that's when I think you lean into like social media and YouTube and podcasting and just figure out. I mean, she was one of the first people on Housewives to transition into podcasting and she'd made something pretty substantial for herself. She was doing fine before she had this like come back with the traders and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I think she really fumbled. I understand how at first she was upset and she was, you know, defending her innocence. But then when she was threatening to sue the network and now she has these new allegations against Andy like I just think she's really making herself unhirable with any company or any network moving forward yeah I think that's the one see this is where I struggle Zach because it's like you want someone to be able to speak their truth right you want them to be able to if they do feel victimized to come forward and and say their their piece yeah um without that retribution but in this industry if someone does speak up they could be blackballed and never be able to do anything ever again yeah and they were the victim so it's like this hard line of like what's okay what's not okay when can someone speak up when should someone not speak up like it's tough man well i think the part for me when it comes to brandy and to be honest even when it comes to caroline's accusations the issue for me is they're claiming sexual harassment and toxic work environments where they weren't protected right brandy's claiming that andy cohen sexually harassed her and my issue with that is he didn't sexually harass you and there are people that are actually sexually harassed in the workplace that have bosses or people that have authority over people that work under them and abuse that power so when somebody like brandy glanville comes out and makes an egregious accusation like this it diminishes and dilutes and also prevents people from wanting to come out because then they see Brandy Glanville getting dragged for that and they don't want to come out because they don't want to face that retaliation either when it's like, that's not fair. We should be creating an environment where they feel safer to come out, not creating these false, you know, I don't want to say false accusations, but not creating these um, or blowing things out of proportion to make a point out of spite because now you're just disgruntled because you don't work for this network anymore that you would work for if they continue to give you another job. Like, let's be clear. If they gave Brandy another Ultimate Girls Trip, she would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that to me tells me this isn't a real case of you feeling sexually harassed and you not wanting to be around Andy Cohen because you feel like he violated you in some way. You know, they had a relationship that was clearly consensual, clearly in jest. They would joke around, not to say that what Andy Cohen is sending, you know, housewives is appropriate. Like there's still a level of inappropriate nature that is in those text messages. But, you know, at the same time, it's just... I just also, I feel it, I always I would, want to root for Brandy and this I was disappointed this time. I would I would also say that we'd have to factor in what their relationship was like when cameras were off and there wasn't screenshots. Like if they always joked around about yeah. having a threesome, you know, you have to factor that in yeah. because there's certain relationships that everyone has in their life where if you were to look at it from the outside, it looks inappropriate. Yeah. But like 
that's the way you guys joke around. That's the way your friendship has always been. And I think that needs to be a key part. And again, their relationship clearly, I mean, Brandy's very inappropriate herself that like, and again, I don't think she felt sexually harassed. I think she was really just trying to make the, the point. Um, but a lot of people keep making this comment about like, it's inappropriate. The boss shouldn't cross this line with the employees. The relationship that Andy Cohen has to these housewives though, is he's not their direct boss and they're not his employees. They're all employed. Andy and the housewives are employed by NBCU. Like it's the bigger network that they're employed by. It's still inappropriate, but again, you have to take into consideration you know the consensual nature of their relationship and if this is the banter that they've always had um you know and it wasn't andy trying to use his power over brandy like all of these things come into into factor a lot of people are saying oh well it doesn't matter that he's a gay man if he were a straight man this would be inappropriate if he were a straight man that would that would put intention in a completely different category because that would mean he was actually he could potentially be interested in having sex with her when in this case he's i don't believe interested in having sex with her no and i think that like with uh what storm davis just posted with being a boss and you you know you can't cross that line i think so i have a business outside of podcasting we've got like 40 some employees and i'm i'm one of the owners and it is hard to sometimes navigate because there's people there that i love them like they're really good friends but i also know that well shoot like if i say this as a friend is that going to get construed wrong as a boss i it's a weird dynamic that yeah. you have to walk when you're a boss and you have to understand where that boundary lies because yeah. at the end of the day they may leave disgruntled and throw that friendship yeah right back in your face you got to be very careful with what you yeah. do yeah That's the hard part is now anybody can go back and be like, well, three years ago, two years ago, last summer, you said this and, you know, and you can sensationalize it to the point where it can be a lawsuit. And now it's that's kind of what we're seeing with Brandy and Andy. And I think the network is really going to I mean, Bravo's really going through it these past couple of years. Do you and, and I would say I don't think that, you know, Bravo is probably. Uh, amazing all the time. Like, let's not say that. I'm I'm sure that there are yeah. tough, tough jobs or tough experiences going on in, inside the Bravo walls. But like any other major network, it is not always great. The glitz and glamour is not always there. I'm sure that people don't always love their jobs. But, uh, you know, I, I think with Brandy and Andy, this is probably not the best situation she's not she's not going to win a ton of money off of any of this (laughs) no and she like ruined her career in the process uh same thing with leah i think leah has also i don't know i mean good thing they're both on OnlyFans now what's what's your thoughts of andy have you have you ran into him you met him you chatted with him no i don't think i've ever met Andy. i know he knows who i am because people have told me he's had nice things to say about me, which I'm mm-hmm. grateful for. Um, but no, I've never met him. I've never had any interaction with him. Um, thoughts of him and general- I mean, I've heard the cocaine rumors for years, so I wouldn't be surprised if like there is some sort of, you know, substance usage on the set of Watch What Happens Live. But like, I don't know. I just think that there needs to be personal accountability. Like if you're going to be, you know, 
snorting something before going on Watch What Happens Live, then you're complicit in partaking. You're an adult and you're complicit in partaking in, you know, that substance usage. Um, So, uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. I mean, I, Andy, I, I think into, he's fine. Yeah, I ran into him at BravoCon. Yeah, um, I was there with Melissa Rivers and ran into him backstage. He was wonderful then. But again, this is also a situation where there's a lot of people walking around, a lot of cameras walking around. So I, I can't say that it was the normal state how he would act behind closed doors. But he was very nice yeah. for the like 20 minutes that we were chatting with him and just talking all about. Joan Rivers and Melissa and all of that kind of stuff. But he was, he was great. Yeah. Listen, he didn't offer me any Coke. I'll tell you uh, that much. Bummer. Well, and that's because you're not a housewife. You're not, you're not his employee Dax. He only crosses those lines with his employees. Oh, um, are you, did you watch the Wendy Williams documentary? I have not. I've got it recorded, but I'm right in the middle of that new uh, Sofia Vergara show. Uh, Griselda. Oh, yes. Speaking of Coke, uh, so uh, I'm watching that and it's so good that I'm not stopping it to go watch Wendy, but I have it recorded. I want to watch it. I'm so fascinated with this whole Wendy Williams saga that never seems to to end. But I would say really just sad. That's what I think about the whole thing. It's just sad, like them revealing that she has dementia um, and seeing it, it. I think, though, that explains a lot more. Because yeah. I couldn't understand, like, is this just alcohol addiction? Why is she acting so erratic and crazy and having all these problems? Oh, there's more to this story than just alcohol addiction. I think it was alcohol addiction, substance abuse, um, and also just, like, the stress and, like, chaos of her life these past couple of years with, you know, her husband and the love child and you know, living all of that out and facing substance abuse while also still taping the show. Like, I think it was just everything came to a head and, you know, it just really has impacted her. I was curious because, you know, watching the trailer for this and and some of the st- the press stuff that they had put out, I was kind of surprised that it even got made. Like, this documentary seems so dark and, like, They've kind of guarded her to a certain point. So I was surprised that they could actually put this out. And anyway, I think it was like the Hollywood reporter had an interview with the producers behind it. And I found it really interesting. And um, uh, uh, story was just them talking about how when it all started, they were the same producers that did her Wendy Williams. What a mess documentary yeah. like a couple of years back. And so they were following up doing another one and how their realization of how sick she was and all the things going on in her life and how so many aspects of her life were constantly changing. They're like, oh, so this is your manager? No, she has a new manager. Oh, this is your publicist? No, she has a new publicist. And how the camera started rolling. And it was the one thing that like kept Wendy going because she loves the camera so much and she misses her life and the fame and all of that stuff that there was a certain point where they're like, we were scared to stop the documentary once we realized how bad she was for her own good. And I know that sounds like a shitty thing that maybe a, a producer would say just because they're enjoying getting all this craziness on camera. Yeah. But they were like, really, if we would have stopped, we don't know what that would have turned out like for her because that's what she was living for in that moment. Yeah. 
she, I mean, she's always lived her life in, in front of people, in front of an audience that I don't think she would know how to cope without that. Yeah. Did you watch it? Um, I've seen the first part. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I've been too addicted to love is blind, which I'm sad you're not watching. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, Megan Fox is on it. It's a good season. <laughs> It is a great season. It's so funny because people are always like, stop saying she, stop comparing her to Megan Fox. I was like, I didn't compare her to Megan Fox. They're like, she's a beautiful girl. I'm like, I didn't say she wasn't a beautiful girl. Um, it's it's a I mean, wild season. Listen, when, whenever you compare yourself to someone who is ridiculously good looking, yeah. you know people are going to judge you. Exactly. Like, and listen, let's that's also like be clear. Yeah. That's like you it's like me being yourself. like, I look like Brad Pitt. Everyone tells me I look like Brad Pitt. Like, yeah. no one tells me that. Come on. No. Well, like, the other day, it was funny. I was showing that, like, my white hair is coming in, and people were like, oh, it's like George Clooney, like George Clooney. I was like, oh, now I'm going to start telling people I look like people tell me all the time <laughs> I look like George Clooney. But it's also just like, like, Megan Fox is like an, an a naturally unattainable, like, form of beauty you know like she there are enhancements freak of like nature she yes. is so beautiful yes and there are also cosmetic enhancements that she's had that it's not natural you know what i mean that like you can't compare like ugh, that's like comparing yourself to kim kardashian or the kardashian like they're so you know they're sculptures at this point of plastic surgery that it's it's not you know it's not a real thing <laughs> but it listen probably the best thing she ever did for her career or her life post being on a reality show is say that yeah. and it got everyone sort of, and now like, I don't watch love is blind. Do Wait, I know yeah. that whole story? Yep. Because she said something ridiculous. You know what? And I, the good thing about her too, is she's also leaning into it and laughing at it and making fun of it and doing TikTok videos saying, can all the people in the world that have ever said, I look like Megan Fox, please come forth. Like she's leaned <laughs> into it. So yeah. I think i like that. She has a sense of humor. Um, are you looking forward to the Valley? We just got the trailer for that with Kristen Doty uh, and Jax Taylor. I, I have not watched the trailer. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just so Vanderpumped and just bravoed out sometimes that I need to yeah. take a break for a little bit because it has been it's it's different when you're just watching it and you're kind of commenting on it. But when your news cycle, all it becomes is Vanderpump. Yeah. And then I, I at a point I go, OK, I need to like step back here and enjoy something else for a little bit. So go watch Griselda. Yes, or Love is Blind. I'm telling you, it's so Griselda's good. I went to the premiere, the or the original the screening that Netflix did for it. Um, uh -huh. It's actually a really good show. Oh, yeah, you, you think? I think it's a great show. I mean, I like, I, I'm enjoying more scripted shows because, like you, I'm very Vanderpumped out. I'm getting a little bravoed out. Yeah. Uh, I might sue them for, you know, overexposure <laughs> harassment at some point. <laughs> Can you imagine a class action lawsuit against Bravo? We <laughs> we just can't do it anymore, guys. Over violated our rights. Yes. Uh, well, Dax, thank you so much. You host the Hollywood Raw podcast. Where can people listen? How often is it out? 
Uh, you can listen on basically any platform you consume media because we're obviously on YouTube and Facebook and uh, our, our podcast uploads on Apple and Spotify and all those places and YouTube. Um, but we, we release two episodes a week. One is normally a uh, interview midweek. And the second one is the Raw Rundown on Friday morning, which is basically to get you caught up on all things entertainment news that you may have missed throughout the week. We read all the articles so that you don't have to, but we interview people, celebrities, people behind the scenes. We have a, a celebrity divorce attorney coming up. We've done uh, celebrity chefs. We've done bodyguards. We've done paparazzi. I mean, we kind of try to pull back that curtain of Hollywood and make a really interesting listen for anyone who is obsessed with Hollywood like most of us are. Yes, and it's great. Um, guys, definitely check out Hollywood Raw. You and Adam host it twice a week. Go subscribe. Give it a nice five-star review. You can follow Dax at, at is that at Dax Halt? Is that your, your yep. handle? That's, that's my handle on all platforms. And by the way, we have a special guest coming up this week for the Raw Rundown. Who is it? you (laughs) spoiler yeah Um, zach is gonna be on adam's out this week zach's gonna be on helping me uh get you guys all caught up on all the great entertainment news stories of the week um is dax holt also your OnlyFans handle it is check it out i got (laughs) lots of feet photos up there you're gonna love it i actually saw that you were you're on wiki feet I was looking for photos of you to use for a promo, and I and all these like wiki feet photos came up, and I was like, "Oh, dude, Dax is." You, dude, people are crazy. I'm telling you, with with feet, it's wild. I like I used to do a show where I would not wear shoes on set, and every time, like within minutes, I swear to God, within minutes, there'd be like some foot photo up on wiki feet. You want to be on wiki feet? Here, I'll show you. There, there we go. go. Okay, Zach. now we're going to be yeah, on Wikipedia. Yeah. Now you're going to be on Wikipedia, <laughs> just like that, bro. Oh, great. Um, Amy <laughs> wants to know if you're on YouTube. Uh, say that again? Are you on YouTube? Is your podcast on YouTube? Uh, you can follow Hollywood Raw on YouTube. It's, there we go. Uh, Hollywood Raw is where we're uploading all of our videos and content. Hollywood Raw is his podcast. Dax Raw is his OnlyFans, so be sure to go and give him some love. You guys can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at Nefilts with Zach and catch new episodes streaming Monday through Thursday. We also have our final two episodes of Disaster Daters that is out right now. So go listen to Disaster Daters on all podcast platforms, or you can watch it exclusively on Spotify. All right, guys, I got to go, but I will talk to you later. Bye.